0: You're listening to the Tiny Course Empire podcast with Cindy Bidar. This is episode number 15. And today, I'm gonna to give you what might seem to some to be some controversial advice. I want you to stop nurturing your email list. That's right, I said it, stop nurturing your email list. Stick around to find out what I recommend you do instead. Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast, a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Cindy Bedar. Hey, welcome back to Tiny Course Empire Podcast. This is Cindy Bidar, your host, and I hope you're having an amazing Thursday or whatever day you happen to be listening to this episode on. Today we're talking about nurture sequences, and you might have noticed from the intro that I'm not a fan. So let's talk about first what a nurture sequence is in case you are not familiar with the term. A nurture sequence is basically an autoresponder sequence that goes out after someone downloads your freebie or your opt-in offer or your lead magnet or whatever you want to call it. So somebody comes to your site, they see this amazing offer for free, get my budget tracker, get my free funnel builder, get my free templates, whatever it is. They opt in, they download it, and after that, they get a series of emails It might be five to seven emails. It might only be one. It might be a whole year's worth of emails. Who knows? Everybody's got different strategies they use here, right? But that's what's called a nurture sequence. And the basic idea behind it is that you want your new subscriber to get to know you. It's get to know you content. It's for relationship building And just to kind of build trust, right? That's what nurturing is all about, to make people more comfortable with you. And when I was researching this episode, I came across a blog, and I didn't write down where it was from, but what they said, and I'm quoting here, is, Unfortunately, nurture sequences aren't fun to make. They're confusing and seem to have an alarming number of components. You're not quite sure how it all fits together or exactly what you're meant to include in each bit. It can be intimidating, overwhelming, or simply tedious trying to tackle it all. And I think that description of a nurture sequence is way off base as far as I'm concerned You can set up a nurture sequence in a matter of minutes in any email that offers autoresponder sequences. It's just literally a series of emails that go out on a specific timeline. And the point of a nurture sequence, like I said, is they're meant to build trust. But what my opinion is here is that if you're trying to build trust through a nurture sequence as an email marketer. What you're actually doing is setting up a bait and switch situation that's going to make your subscribers angry with you more than it's going to nurture them. So if you are trying to get them to trust you or to get them to get to know you better or to get them to turn to you for advice, then the nurture sequence is the wrong way to do it if you ever want to be able to sell to them, which is the point of having an email list. I think a lot of times we forget that. We forget that the point of getting people on your mailing list is not so you can nurture them. It's so you can sell to them. And there's nothing wrong with that. We are in business to make money. We have an email list so that we can build a community of people who want to hear from us and who want our advice on what to buy. That's the goal for us. And a nurture sequence, the way that so many people are describing it, really takes away from that goal. It really leads us away from that goal. It all goes pear-shaped when we take nurture to mean, I can't sell to them. Nurture sequences do not mean that you can't sell to them despite some of the advice that you're going to see online. I saw one blogger say, for subscribers to convert, they need to be nurtured repeatedly in the sales funnel. I personally do not find that to be true. I saw another blogger say, or in answer to the question, should you sell to people in your email nurture sequence? This other blogger said, well, it's up to you. If you have a product that is related to the freebie they downloaded, then by all means, include a sales pitch in the last email of your nurture sequence. I have a couple of problems with this, you guys. The first problem I have with this is if you go back and you listen to episode six of this podcast, you will know that every freebie, every opt-in incentive, every lead magnet you put out there has a job to do and its job is to sell something. So if you don't have a product or at least an affiliate product that's related to the freebie that somebody's downloading, why is that freebie even out there? Why did you take the time to create it if there's no monetary benefit for you on the other end? That doesn't make any sense to me. The other problem I have with this is this particular blogger, this particular article says you can include a sales pitch in the last email of your nurture sequence. So what's happened here, if you follow this advice, is that somebody comes to your site, they download your opt-in incentive, and you email them maybe three times, maybe five times, maybe seven, 10, 12, I don't know how many times in the nurture sequence, and all you're doing in all of these emails, is giving them free advice, tips, and strategies, and just lots of value add. And that can feel like a really good idea. And your subscriber on the other end is going, oh, this is great. You know, I'm getting all of this incredible information from Sarah, and she's really helpful, and I'm really loving being on her email list. And she gets to the end of that nurture sequence, and now you send her a sales pitch, and she feels like she's been duped. Where did this come from? She doesn't know. How did this happen? Life has been going along really good so far. I've been getting all of this great advice. And now all of a sudden, you hit me with a sales pitch. How dare you? It feels like a bait and switch to your subscriber. Here's another problem that I have with this, though. Even if that's not the case, even if she says at the end, and you send the sales pitch, and she says, Oh, that's great. You know, I really appreciate all of the great information I've gotten from her. And you know, a little sales pitch here and there is fine. That's just perfectly okay with me. Even if your subscriber says that, you have to understand and you have to recognize that in your nurture sequence, in those first emails that go out immediately following your lead magnet, those are the highest open rates you are ever going to see. Why would you waste that momentum not making offers to your subscribers. Now you might be saying, yes, but Cindy, I wanna add value. I wanna give lots of value to my subscribers. I wanna make sure that I'm being helpful to them. I wanna have an impact on their lives. I wanna help them. And that is all well and good. I 100% agree with you on that. I think you should be doing all of those things. But I want you to shift your way of thinking here for a minute and think maybe making offers is offering valuable help. I tell the story often about my job before I was an online marketer, before I was a freelancer. Way back in 2008, when I still had a job in the corporate world, I was a buyer in a factory. And I was responsible for buying everything and you guys have heard this story a hundred times, I know, so bear with me a minute while I repeat it for the people who are new to me. It was my job to buy everything in the factory. I bought the cardboard, I bought the tires for the trucks, I bought machine parts, I bought raw aluminum for the car parts that we made, I bought computers, I bought paper, I bought pens, I bought everything. I was the only buyer in this factory and it was my job to get the best deal and make sure that we were getting the equipment that we needed. I did not know anything about any of these things. I didn't know anything about truck tires or cardboard to pack parts in or what aluminum grade we needed. None of that. But that was okay. I could still do my job because I had salespeople Who came to me and said, this is the grade of cardboard you need, and here's why. Or they came to me and they said, you need new truck tires, and here's how I know why, and here's what can happen if you don't replace them, and here's what I recommend you replace them with. And that was valuable information to me. I never looked at the salespeople who walked into my office and thought, why are you here? I don't want to talk to you. How dare you make offers to me? How dare you try and sell me something? They were doing their job. And you're doing your job with your email list. And part of that nurturing that you're doing, part of that help that you're providing is to make offers to your subscribers, is to help them make buying decisions. That's how we add value to their lives. That's how we add value in the emails that we send. And if we're not making offers, you're not Offering as much value as you could be. You're not making the impact that you could be making if you were to say, Hey, I found this thing and it's really cool. And here's why you need it. And here's how it's going to help make your life better. That's what your people are turning to you for. That's what your people want you for. That's why they joined your list. And if all you're doing is nurturing them, And I'm saying that with air quotes. If all you're doing is nurturing and sending value and information and not making offers to them, you are doing your list a disservice. So I want you to stop nurturing your list. At least stop nurturing them in the way that that word has come to mean, because it's not doing you any favors as a business owner, and it's not doing your subscribers any favors either. They count on you to be making offers. They count on you to be the expert in your field, to be the one that they can turn to for good advice. And that good advice includes, what should I be buying? Don't wait until the end of a seven or a 10 or a 12 email series to all of a sudden drop a sales pitch on them. That's just not a good way of creating a relationship. That's not a good way of building up trust. They're not going to trust you if you do that. They will trust you if from the very beginning you say, Hey, I don't know everything, but I know this amazing tool will change your life. Here's where to buy it for yourself. They don't have to buy it. They absolutely don't have to. They don't have to take your advice on anything. But by offering it to them, you are doing a service. You are building up trust with them. You are building those relationships. Now, listen, there is one reason and one reason only that I will set up a nurture sequence and not make a sales pitch throughout the entire sequence. And it's rare, but it's when I'm participating in a giveaway or a bundle and I am specifically asked not to pitch during that sequence that's quite common for giveaways and bundles for the bundle hosts to request that and the reason behind that is because a lot of people go overboard with their sales pitch they think that the only reason to get somebody on the list is to hard sell them all the time in every single email in fact i even heard not too long ago about a marketer and i wish i could remember who it was but about a marketer who gets people on a list and if they don't make a purchase within the first 10 or 15 days, they unsubscribe them. We are in business to make money and having an email list costs money. It costs money to get people on the list. It costs money to create lead magnets. It costs money to send out emails. It costs money to maintain the list. It costs money and time and effort of our own to be writing emails and sending out. So I can completely understand Why you want people on your list who are going to pay you, don't necessarily agree with unsubscribing people automatically who don't, but the point is don't go overboard with the nurturing unless you have a specific reason not to be making offers to a specific group of people like that they came in through a bundle or a giveaway and you are required to not make a pitch to them until the giveaway or the bundle is done. So if you're not nurturing, what are you doing? Well, like I said, we're still giving good information. We're still providing valuable resources. We're still making offers while we're creating value and adding value to the buying decision. That's our point. That's our goal as an email marketer is to add value to the buying decision. And you can do that while making offers at the same time. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Don't be afraid to take a stand and just send emails as you normally would. Send emails as you normally would to your broadcast list. I don't see a lot of difference between nurture emails, honestly, and what you would send to your general list out on a daily basis. But if you need some ideas, I do have 49 things you can send to your email list. You will find that at tinycourseempire.com slash 15. That is a free download for you. And while you're there, I would love to hear from you. Do you nurture your list or do you not? What do you think about nurture sequences in general, and what's been your experience with them? I'd love to hear. Maybe you completely disagree with me, and that is fine too. Hit me up in the comments and let me know. Have a terrific day, everyone, and I will talk to you all again next week. If you like what you hear on the Tiny Course Empire podcast, you're going to love all of the courses you'll find inside my Six Figure Systems membership. That's my monthly membership where we dig into online marketing for regular people like you and me. We don't do big launches or have the big headaches and the big expenses that come with them.